Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, August the 25th, 2022. It is currently 1132 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios located right here in Abilene, Texas. And I don't know where you live. I don't know what time it may be, where you currently live. I don't even know when you're going to hear this, but whenever you hear this, wherever you live, I would think, I would hope, I would pray, I would beg, I would plead, I would, I would do anything to try to convince you that there are two very important things that you need in your life. There are two very important things that we must uphold, that we must defend, that we must share, that we must promote. And that is the concept of absolute truth and the concept of reality. Truth and reality. Now, what if I was to tell you right now that truth and reality has fallen? Truth and reality is now laying in the street, and the truth and reality are now just bruised and battered bodies that have been discarded by society at large, by, dare we say, maybe even some in the church have discarded the concepts of truth and reality. Would you be bothered? Would you be concerned? I feel that many in the church are no longer concerned about truth or reality. Oh, they'll tell you they they are. They will say, no, I believe in the Bible and I believe in truth and I believe in the word of God. And then you listen to them talk about so many things dealing with culture, dealing with society, dealing with politics, dealing with so many issues. And you'll know what you'll start hearing. You'll start hearing the absence of truth you will start hearing the absence of reality. What you will hear are individuals who have sacrificed truth and reality for conspiracy theories, for made-up ideas. They will make accusations with no basis of fact, but tell you they have the truth on their side. They seem incapable of, of drawing the distinction between what is true and what is fake. They don't they can't seem to draw the distinction between a fake news article and simply a news article they don't like that they label as fake. They don't know what fake is, they don't know what true is, they don't know they don't know what reality is. They don't they 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 it, it's it's a really sad state of affairs and I don't know what we are going to do about it within the body of Christ. There have been articles and articles and articles about pastors going, you know, so so what do we do? Like, you know, if, if, I, if I go on Facebook or on social media and I see what some of my church members are posting, it's just, it's, it's fraudulent, fake news, conspiratorial information. Do I get behind the pulpit and address it? What do I, then they're going to get mad because those who start going down that conspiratorial road, once you confront it, they will immediately reject you. So like, what do you do? Do you still want to minister to these people, but they've lost touch with reality? What are we going to do within Christianity about this problem? How are we going to address it? I I don't know. I, I, in some ways I don't really understand because I've done everything in my power 
in my ministry to try to get people to go, no, think, verify, think. And I will still hear people sometimes in my church and I'll be like, what, what, what did they just say? What? And I'll just like, okay, like when, when do you address it? And when do you just have to let it go? Where do you draw that line? When they're like way over there, like, that's like QAnon stuff. Like, what are you doing? That's, that's, that's crazy talk, but nope, nope, that, they've got the truth. And you're like, okay. And, 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 and it doesn't matter how much information you bring to say, no, that's more conspiratorial thinking. That is absurd. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's been debunked. Oh, it's been debunked by the liberals. It's that it's, it's the, you can't trust the liberals. The only thing I can trust is, I don't know, you know, Newsmax and OAN and, you know, whatever my favorite conservative talk show host is. And it's like, oh, what has happened? What has happened to the church? Now, let me ask you this. It's already bad enough inside the church. It's already bad enough all over social media. And it's already bad enough in society at large. But what happens when those who no longer seem to understand what truth is and have lost touch with reality, what happens when those individuals become the political leaders of our country? I ask that question because at about 6 a.m. this morning, I heard this. Coming out of Tuesday's big primary elections, there were no huge surprise wins. In fact, in an era of anti-establishment, a lot of establishment candidates cruised to victory. But even in the face of clear losses, some Republican candidates refused to concede, like Laura Loomer, the far-right provocateur from Florida. Because I'm a winner, and the reality is, is our Republican Party is broken to its core. Which we've now begun seeing with alarming regularity since Donald Trump's loss to Joe Biden. But keep in mind, Laura Loomer was not running against a Democrat here. She was running against a fellow Republican and still said the vote tallies were rigged against her. Let's check in with GOP camp. Okay, so here's what's happening, all right? So you talk about just like lost reality. I don't even know what you claim. Now it's, it works this. If you win the election... Boom! The votes were right and accurate and true. If you lose an election, it's fraudulent. It's fixed. You you can't trust it. So if you win, it's accurate. If you lose, it's not accurate. Isn't that kind of what little kids do on the playground when you're playing a game? No, no, no. That's not the rule. Well, wait a minute. You just did it. Wait, wait. So what are you saying? Kids will change a rule in the middle of a game and say it's not fair and they won't accept the fact that they lost because you cheated. That's what little kids do. Now we have those running for political office, those who hold positions of great power in our society who've now adopted a philosophy. If the results are not what I like, they're not true. If the results are what I like, they are true. And you've got many Christians who buy into that. Well, if a Republican loses, it was fixed. Well, then why even vote? If you can't trust the entire system, then here's what we need. We need all Christians just drop out of politics. Get rid of your voter registration. 
Just stop. Stop participating in that and focus on something more important like the kingdom of God. Because if you're just going to be like, well, my candidate lost. It was fixed. It was rigged. My candidate won. Well, you know, you know you can trust the election. Well, at this point, everyone's just going to say after every election result, it was it was stolen. It was stolen. It was one side is going to claim it was stolen and it was fixed. What, what happens in a society where we have lost touch with anything, like reality becomes whatever we want it to be. Reality is whatever we declare it to be. I've talked about this before. There was a time that the big philosophical battle was over relativism. Now, relativism was more like this idea, well, that's your truth, I have my truth, and we, we don't have to fight, we don't have to argue, you just can have your truth, and I can have my truth. And now that's turned into, no, my reality is reality, and you better accept my reality, or you're wrong. But now it's a battle, it's not a battle for truth, it's a battle for reality, And now we got people in political office going, if I lose, it's because it was fixed. But if I would have won, it would have been accurate. What, 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 what has happened to our, what has gone? A strong delusion is descending upon our culture. A strong delusion has entered the minds, I think, sadly, of even some of those within the church. Let's, let's continue to listen to this just insane report. Pain strategist and ABC News contributor Sarah Isger. Sarah, I brought up one example, but there have been several candidates refusing to admit they lost recently. How concerning is that to you? After the 2020 election, where Republicans glommed onto this idea that either they win or they win, but it was stolen from them, many Republican operatives saw the upcoming midterm primaries as a real problem. So please know, so for many Republicans, I win? Or I won and it was stolen, but in either case, I won. (laughs) What kind of child, when you have this kind of childishness, now sitting in positions of political power, and you got those who vote for these politicians going, you're right, it was stolen, don't believe anything, everything's a lie, everything's a fraud, stop the steal, then I, you, 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 uh, where, where? Now, again, I have no, I, I have to say this all the time. Those outside the church, those outside of Christianity, I don't expect them to care about truth, care about reality. They're lost. But for those of us who believe that God is the God of truth, that the Bible is true, that there is a thing called absolute truth, there is a thing called absolute reality. We have to be the ones who maintain that. But Christians get sucked into this and they throw out all critical thinking skills. They just buy into every crazy conspiracy theory that comes down the path. And they just, and they just go, I hate to say it, they go further and further and further and further off the road. They go deeper and deeper into the water until you can't see them anymore. And you're like, what, what's happened to the church? The church has become a cesspool of conspiracy theories and Complete lack of touch with anything that is real and true. And I don't understand what we are to do to wake Christians up out of their slumber and to get them back to going, no, 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 truth, reality, facts, verify, multiple sources, don't live in an echo chamber. I mean, just all these basic rules and how to process information. Let, let's see what else goes on. You're, you're getting ready to hear a statistic here that's just absolutely dumbfounding to me. All right, here we go. 
that, uh, of course, it would happen then within Republican primaries as well. And we saw it as early as, if you remember, the Pennsylvania Senate primary between Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick. I am blessed to have earned the presumptive Republican nomination for the United States Senate. The recount of ballots began today, but men that Oz has already declared victory. Going into that recount, it was an incredibly close vote. And the Oz team already laying the groundwork that if they didn't come out ahead, that it was you know taken from them, stolen from them. Uh, that, in fact, McCormick was using Democratic playbook by trying to go to a recount or count absentee or mail-in ballots. So it's not at all surprising. The, the surprising part is how unprepared the Republican leadership, whether it's McCarthy mm. or McConnell or anyone else, uh, unprepared they were to deal with this at all. And so we just see it playing out in state after state, Arizona. There's going to be no consistent speech coming from this guy. I'm going to demand a 100 percent hand count. You mentioned Florida, of course, with the Loomer race. There are 14 QAnon candidates who are now going to have their names on the ballot. I think that there's 14 QAnon, 14 QAnon candidates running for office. How could anyone who holds to the QAnon conspiracy theory ever even be considered for political office in the United States of America. Well, many of those who are QAnon are being voted for by professing Christians who seem to care more about political agenda than truth and reality. Anyone who's holding to the QAnon conspiracy theory should not be voted into public office. And that QAnon conspiracy theory has to be I'm ripped out of the body of Christ. It, it has no place in it. Let, let's back this up just a couple of seconds so you can hear this QAnon candidate talk. Here we go. Boomer race. There are 14 QAnon candidates who are now going to have their names on the ballot. I think that there's probably a lot of us out there. I just happen to be be bold enough to to say, hey, I'm following Q because I want to I want to know. Because and again. I'm following Q because I want to know. Well, if you're following Q, then I'm I'm leave. Look, if you've got a if you've got a political party that's allowing QAnon candidates to be on the ticket, I'm sorry. See, that's why I'm done. With, I, I don't understand Christians could what they want to traffic in this nonsense where there's lies and conspiracy theories. Why do you want to be in that world? Wash my hands of it. I'm going to go back to something that is sure, something that is true, something that holds to reality. I'm going to go back to the word of God, the things of God, the kingdom of God. That's what we have. We've got to get ourselves out of. We've got to remove ourselves from this. This political stuff, it's it, it's falling apart. It's like strong delusion and Christians are supporting it, defending it and promoting it. And you just don't see the Republican leadership seeming to have any plan for this. Why? Why is that becoming the norm in the Republican Party? And is it solely just because Donald Trump did it? Donald Trump did it in the 2020 election with Joe Biden. Boy, that's hard to say. Like there's some chicken and egg stuff going on. You know, Laura mm -hmm. Loomer in some ways is the perfect example of that. Um, you know, she didn't come into existence in the wake of the 2020 election by any means, but she came to prominence uh, mm. because of Donald Trump, mainstreamed because of someone like Donald Trump. I decided to run against the rhino Republican, Daniel Webster. Do nothing, Daniel Webster. Yeah. It's interesting when you actually saw her, what would otherwise have been a concession speech where she says, I am not going to concede because I am a winner. And it really gets down to that uh. idea that like you either 
the results show that you win, in which case they were fair, or they show that you lost, in which case the results weren't fair because obviously you would win. Like, like that's becoming anathema to being part of this conservative movement. Like you're anti-tax. You're also anti-admitting you lost. And in the past, there used to be a punishment for that. You would be punished by the party, unable to run again in the future. Your major donors would dry up. All of those sort of incentives within the party structure have largely broken down with the breaking down of the parties themselves in the wake of campaign finance reform. Political parties simply aren't very strong right now. We have very, very weak political parties, even as we have very high partisanship. We have weak political parties. We have massive part. Everyone is partisanship. There's this partisanship. This they're partisan. They're divided. So we have great division. Weak political parties. The abandonment of truth and reality. The concept that I'm always the winner, and anything that says I'm not the winner is wrong because I'm a winner, right? I can never lose because if I lose, it was stolen from me. It was a fraud. I can never accept that I lost. Like what? What is happening? Here, listen to me carefully. I don't care how weak the political party is. I don't care how weak the country becomes. What our focus has to be as believers is that we are growing spiritually, that we have strong spiritual lives. We try our best to influence and build strong churches and that we continue to stay firmly rooted in things like truth and reality and we don't participate in these reindeer games. We call these out and we've got to get Christians to stop with the conspiracy stuff, stop with the nonsense, stop with the stop, you know, stop the still stuff, stop with the QAnon stuff. We've got to get Christians away from all of that. I don't know if you need to go find the people and say, look, you, you need to take a break from Facebook. You just need to stop. I don't know if pastors just need to be like monitor what's going on and go, hey, guys, this has got to stop. This is an embarrassment to Christ. It's an embarrassment to this church. It's an embar- embarrassment to your Christian life. It's an embarrassment to everything. I know you can't really do that, but enough is enough for this. This is crazy. We got politicians now, full-blown followers of Q. Completely now their philosophy is, if I win, it was fair. If I lose, well, I still won. It's just the results were not fair and it was stolen from me. I mean, truth and reality has fallen in the streets. What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? That's the question I'm going to leave you. That's from the podcast Start Here, which drops every morning about 5 a.m. from ABC News. Start Here. You can listen to today's episode wherever you get your podcast. That begins about the 11-minute mark, 10-minute mark. Um, the first part is about the the um, getting rid of student loan debt and all of that, uh, that big story with Joe Biden doing that and all of the everyone, all the arguments about that. But if you'll get past that, then they, they talk about this just – this weird situation, and it, it, it's a lot of it's in the Republican Party, the QAnon, the nope, I win, I win, I win, I can't lose, there's no way, it's just, I don't know what's happening. And I always tend to go that direction because that's where many conservative biblical Christians find themselves moving towards that political party and that political view, and the next thing you know, they, 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 their Christianity is corrupted by this. 
You can share your thoughts with me today, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. We'll be doing more live broadcast in a little bit, but I wanted to at least just throw that out there this morning. Maybe, maybe we'll come back and discuss it even more so. But man, truth and reality, we've we got to resuscitate them, and they should be a cornerstone to a good Christian worldview, truth and reality. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.